0: Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Dear friends of the Voice of the Church, the lesson this day is taken from Luke 15, verse 11 through 24 about the prodigal son. The message is called, Come to Your Senses. And it focuses on verse 17, where we read, but when he came to his senses, or but when he came to himself. Dear friends of the voice of the church, the story of the young man being very brutish toward his parents it is a story that resonates with us. We see in his behavior a brother or a sister, a relative or a friend. We know someone who has acted scandalously like that. It shocks us that a person can be so selfish, and we feel helpless and bewildered by their sick behavior. The path of self-destruction is one which a young man or woman hurdles themselves down, even though it will destroy them. We see them go down that path, we warn them, we pray for them, we beg them not to go, but they go anyway. Jesus knows such behavior. He had seen it in people's lives around him. But he would not stand by and have us do these things to ourselves. He wants to give us hope. And so this story of the gospel is a story of hope, as indeed the whole gospel is. Because that reckless young man who demanded his inheritance from his father, his recklessness reflects the recklessness of us all. Self-destructive desires are powerful to the broken soul, And we all have an an obsessive-compulsive draw to destructive habits. I'm not talking about obsessive-compulsive draws toward drugs and other addictive substances, although that's included. I'm talking about living a life of revolt against God. It's a life that can only end in our destruction. And Jesus would not stand by wringing his hands in helpless agony for us that's what jesus tells us in this story so here is the story he tells the parable of the prodigal son the story actually begins at the beginning of the chapter there is the context because in verse 1 and 2 of luke 15 we read now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear jesus and the pharisees and scribes grumbled saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. That's a really interesting observation from those religious leaders, that Jesus receives sinners and eats with them. Because that's what God is very proud of. He wants to be known as the person who reaches out to those who have fallen. He wants to be known as the one who heals the broken. The religious leaders in Jesus' day did not understand that. Jesus wants to be known as the one who receives sinners and eats with them, but only after they come to their senses, not before. And that's what's told in this story. A young man demands his full share of the family estate. The father determines how much that is, and he gives the cash to his son The older son is not interested in worldly adventures. They do not draw him away. He stays on at the estate, working on his father's property. The young man, however, takes the cash and leaves, and he goes far away to a distant country. Sometimes young people do that sort of thing. They want to get far away from their parental home to find themselves, as they say. They set out on an adventure of freedom they've never experienced before. In this instance, the young man cannot control his freedom. It becomes for him a hazard, and soon he has squandered the thousands of dollars he was given on wild living, we read. The older son later observes that he had spent it on prostitutes. Perhaps that's true. Soon, The young man has no more money. He has spent it all, or it was stolen because he was not very careful with it, or he had given it away. One way or another, he was penniless in a foreign country. And then the second thing happened. A famine came. And when a famine comes, generosity dries up, and the needy class grows bigger. Opportunities disappear, and all security vanishes. The young man was thus reduced to desperation. He finds that the only thing he can do is work for a pig farmer. For a Jew, as this man is, a pig is the image of uncleanness. And so working for a pig farm means that he is unclean and unfit for a relationship with God. And so the story stresses how alone he is. He's far away from his home, and he's now far away from his God. He is as isolated as a man could be. And the pigs were better off than him. This is the condition of complete alienation and desperation that comes like first aid to his soul. This situation jump-started his conscience to life again. The guilt that had been building up in his conscience suddenly flooded his heart and his mind. He had acted a fool. He had ignored everyone's shock and horror at what he wanted to do. But as the story unfolds, he was not able to escape his guilt. The guilt only came much later. The guilt fell upon him now. And when that guilt fell upon him for the evil things he had done to his father and the evil way that he had spent all that money, when that guilt fell upon him, he could hardly breathe. We read that he came to himself, or as other translations have, He came to his senses. And that's what's very important. You see, Jesus does not love tax collectors and sinners more than Pharisees and teachers of the law. He just loves people that come to their senses. He loves a person who falls on his knees and cries out, Oh God, I'm so sinful. Oh God, what have I done against you? Jesus loves the tax collectors and the sinners like the prodigal son only because they are the ones who have come to their senses. They admit their guilt, and they can hardly breathe because of shame for what they have done. God says, for instance, in the prophecy of Isaiah, I dwell in the high and holy place, but also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly, and to revive the heart of the contrite. That's why Jesus welcomes the tax collectors and sinners. He welcomes them because he wants to revive their contrite and lowly spirits. This young man has come to his senses, and he is contrite and lowly in spirit. The journey to healing begins here in the realization that he is destroying himself. In the realization by which he says, I am helpless to stop my sin. I need someone to rescue me. Oh, help me, God. That's what it means when Jesus says that he came to himself or he came to his senses. You see, that's why Reformed churches say that the first step in Christianity is recognizing how sinful we are and feeling very miserable or sad about it. That is the person whom Jesus loved. This is what the son who has come to his senses says, I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. This man stopped thinking that he was entitled to all things in the world. He accepted that he deserved the suffering which he now is feeling. I am not worthy of what I once demanded, for I have sinned not just against the people who loved me most, but I sinned against the Creator, against my Savior, against my God. I have made myself God, and I have demanded the world to serve my pleasure. I even sacrificed my own family to my pleasure." It's very special about the way that this young man says it. He says, he does not say that he sinned against both his parents and his God, but he says, I have sinned against God in the presence of my parents. My parents were therefore grieved not so much by my abuse of their love, My parents were grieved by my godlessness, by my rejection of all that God demands of me, and the consequence that that brings, loss of my Savior Jesus, and the loss of the hope of eternal life. All these things come to his mind when he comes to his senses, and so the young man sets off for home. To his astonishment, although everyone has abandoned him, his parents did not. They never stopped looking for his return, never stopped praying for his conversion, and remained ever vigilant for his return. For we read in verse 20, And he arose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. This is the moment that this father has longed for. All that he wanted has now come true. All the pain that he had suffered could be released in a moment. The pain he had experienced at the loss of his son means nothing to him now, because his son is coming home. Whatever pain his son caused him, it didn't matter. His son had come to his senses, and he is returning. You see, that's why Jesus welcomed the tax collectors and sinners. God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, He is the Father who waits for us. He watches for us to come home. The prodigal son is me. The prodigal son is you. Come to your senses. Confess what you have done against heaven in the presence of others. And feel the guilt for what your faithless deeds have done toward Him. And resolve to return to Him because Jesus is watching for you. All the agony he endured for your salvation will be forgotten when he embraces you in love. Thank you for listening, dear listeners.